I just went, Mum, what are you doing? And she just turns to me, and it's not my mum. It's some really weird, old, creepy-looking lady. It turns directly to me and comes straight up to my face and just stares at me and then disappears. Hello and welcome to episode 40 of Your Ghost Stories. Today I have a local friend from Cambridge here to tell us some of his paranormal stories. So without further ado, I'd like to introduce Lewis the Gangster Rapper. <laughs> that's, that's my f- informal name. <laughs> my formal name is, is uh, just Gangster Rapper. So, <laughs> yeah. How are we doing, Jamie? You good? I'm good, thank you, man. I think you're the first person out of 40 episodes to ask me how I am. So, really? Yeah, it's very, very kind of you. No problem, mate. I'm just a lovely person. Uh, so, yeah, so I we... sounded like a car. When you... <laughs> <laughs> I said, I'm just a lovely person. <laughs> Completely ignored. It's <laughs> just straight into, yes. That's, that's where the intro comes in. <laughs> so, yeah, we know each other. A little bit of backstory for everyone listening. Um, we've known each other. So, you're a musician as well. Mm-hmm. And we've I, we played a gig together probably about two years, just over two years ago now. Yeah. And yeah, I saw you spitting some bars on the stage, and yeah, absolutely loved what you did. And we've never really known each other too personally, but we just started working on a track together. We have, which is uh, which will be out in a month or two, which I'm really excited to show everyone. But yeah, I don't really talk about the music much on this show. Um, so if you are a listener, you'd know that music is my my actual job, my real day job. And this podcast is just saying I do on the side. But yeah, so me and Lewis know each other. We go about two years back and yep. uh, we've just started kind of connecting a bit more on the music stuff. And he was here in my studio uh, spitting some bars in the mic. And he actually told me that after he knew, after he found out I had a ghost, uh, ghost podcast, he told me that he had some stories. So here he is to come and tell us these stories. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, so I've got three stories. Okay, cool. So before we get into those stories, yeah. tell us a little bit about yourself, uh, you know, where you grew up. What's your name and where did you come from? ASL. Yeah, yeah, yeah from, back, from MSM days. Um, 33 M Cambridge. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, my name's Lewis. I'm, like you said, a bit of a local lad, born and raised in the area. Well, not quite this area, but 20 miles down the road. Um Always liked a bit of paranormal sort of stuff. Well, I say that. I say that very use- loosely. I'm not. I don't really like it. In fact, it terrifies me. I'm that guy that doesn't like watching horror films um, because I don't like having to run to bed and the light goes off. <laughs> age 33. I did not expect that from you. Yeah. Well, unfortunately, it's the one thing that I can't stand. If it's night time, mate. Oh, I don't like it. But um, no, it's a bit of a joke, really. I don't mind too much. Um, but yeah, so local lad messed around with some paranormal stuff when we were young a boring typical teenage life in the fens of cambridge so not really much to do when you find out that you can put some letters on the board and speak to dead people you give it a go so started messing around with that sort of thing back in the day um and that's led to a few stories i don't i really feel like i went off 
a bit about me and more straight into what you said. <laughs> no, don't do. <laughs> yeah, no, just before we get into that, a little about you, and I've just gone <laughs> straight into it. That's fine. We can we can frigga frigga rewind. <laughs> and uh, yeah, feel free to tell us about you know what what you do and yeah. So I'm like you were saying, I'm a, I'm a rapper of some variety um, by night and by day. I'm a window cleaner. Um, Sounds like a superhero. Yeah, by night. I spit spit verses to save people. And you are very talented, so if anyone wants to go check out your music, where would they find that? You can find that on Spotify or YouTube or any of the other places that you get your music, and that would be as Taylor Made, and Made spell M-A-Y-D. Not to be confused with a couple of the same name that perform in Middlesbrough. And not to be confused with Made, so you don't wear a little penny dress and have no. a feather duster. Well, not, not publicly. <laughs> <laughs> That, that's also what I do by night, <laughs> but later at night. So by day I'm a window cleaner, by evening I'm a rapper, and by night I'm a maid. Okay, so tell us a little <laughs> bit about... Then you, then you have the natural cut as well again, <laughs> straight in. It just comes natural to me. I think <laughs> it's uh, some kind of neurological trait that I have. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Sammy, my partner, actually does tell me off for that. So really, rather than respond to people's answers, you just cut, just cut them off and crack on. <laughs> Stop to the next bit. <laughs> yeah, I'm bored now. Let's go. <laughs> so, I'm also yeah. a father oh, of one. So. I oh. should add. Yeah, and I'm getting married. Congratulations. Next year, so to give you some context, I'm not just a full weirdo. Thank you. That's that's a pullback. That <laughs> I'm just really bad at conversation. I don't even know why I have a podcast. I'm not very good at talking to people. <laughs> True. It's so good. Uh, you, you, can, you can cut, you can edit in real time. That, that's a proper gift. So take us back to your first ever dabble with the paranormal. So you said something about Ouija boards. Was that the first thing you ever did? Yeah, so I think the very first, well, I can remember being probably nine or 10 years old and in the local youth club which at the time my dad was the manager of and he'd coming back I wasn't allowed there that evening for whatever reason um, and he came home and said that the kids had done some made a Ouija board in the youth club and that weird things were happening in the pub that was or the bar area that was connected to it I thought well that's weird um, he wasn't telling me I just overheard him Telling my mum or whatever, and it kind of stuck with me a little bit. Um, I was like, "How?" I'm, I'm more of a, even though I've had things that have paranormal things that have happened to me, I'm, I've grown more skeptical over the years. And I, I just, I'm, one of my closest friends is is a physicist, um, and he explains everything away with science. And over the, over the many years of me coming up with superstitious or paranormal or anything he just explains it away with science and obviously that constant grinding down has eroded at my <laughs> at my outlook on these things um but that that was where it started when when i was about nine that i noticed that that's a very early age to kind of get involved in anything like that yeah, so. yeah. i was more cute like i just remember thinking oh that's strange right so i didn't it's not like i went right i'm gonna go and get get my my um, what are those things called? Those metal things that you hold? That uh, it's rods. Right? Yeah, well, yeah. I, didn't, I rods. didn't go right. I'm getting some of them now. It was like I, I just know that was the first time I'd heard about the paranormal. Mm. So, did you know these guys in the youth club, or uh, 
I, I, to be honest, I can't remember the exact details. Um, I just remember him saying that something had happened, which perked up my. That just it's just stuck with me, right? I didn't dig any deeper into it. I just thought, oh, that's weird, and it, obviously that just stuck with me. Okay, so yeah, you're about ten, twelve years old, and so that's where your kind of interest perked up in the paranormal. You heard yeah. about it, things happening locally, and you thought, ah, oh, you know, it's it's interesting. Yeah, so you didn't actually get involved in anything at that point. No, it's just your first thing that you yeah discovered of what paranormal was, what ghosts and stuff. Yeah, like and how me. and how they're might might be things that go on beyond our control. Just out of interest, what what are your parents' beliefs around this kind of thing? But uh, my dad, I'm not really asked my dad um, if he believes in that sort of thing. I'd suspect that he doesn't. Um, and my mum, I don't think really had too much idea until we get to my first actual story. So it's probably again, actually, this was related to a Ouija board. So everything so far has been related to a Ouija board, which obviously QI have told me since was a toy that was released. Um, but it, Hasbro or something. Yeah, like in order to get people to use their subconscious into, yeah. Um, again, explained by science. I don't know how it was picked up and used as a tool to speak to the dead. And also, you've got to question that, haven't you? Because at what, at what time did they say that this, was a manufactured toy that was released to the market. Surely, like Ouija boards must date back to like the hundreds of years, hundreds and hundreds of years before toys were mainstream, so to speak. Yeah, I think it is some kind of you know capitalistic project to make you know for for someone to make money out of this kind of stuff. Um, but you're right. So it, I mean, I don't know the history of a Ouija board, but without a doubt, it will go back hundreds. Hundreds yeah. of years before Hasbro, I'd assume. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And it, it, you know, it was probably just a way to, for them to make money. You know, people like yourself at that young age who would have been interested mm. in that kind of thing would have gone to Woolworths and bought yourself a Ouija board. That would, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, R- that's R- that's R- our R- old <laughs> That was a long while ago, man. You've got to move on. <laughs> These things happen. <laughs> you can't. You cannot keep walking past. The old Woolworths that's now a B&M crying with, with flowers. <laughs> Your ghost stories. Your ghost stories. Right, so not long after, well, actually, probably a few years after um, the youth club debacle, my mum and dad had separated. My mum had got a new boyfriend. It was called... Uh, chap called Alan. I won't say his surname for discretion. Anyway, he lived it's just tell every other detail. Where he lived basically. What was his address? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it doesn't matter anymore. And you, you wouldn't be able to find him there anymore. And we'll go on to that. Because he's dead. No. He's not well, he might be. I now he haunts you every day. <laughs> yeah. No, so my mum was it was our weekend with our dad. Um and my mum was staying with her then boyfriend, Alan. And it was, we were going to stay at his with my mum for for half term. Now, we'd just got a, a new cat, um, a kitten, a big kitten. It was a couple of months old when we got it. So it weren't like tiny. Anyway, when, you, when you're going away for a couple of weeks, if you're taking your cat with you, you make sure that cat doesn't get out. 
What, what are you laughing about? <laughs> Where do you, why do you take, who takes their cat on holiday? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? If, so we'd, we'd just got him, right? So you need to keep the cat inside for like two weeks. Oh, yeah. Or you've got to put butter on their feet or something, I've heard. What? Then it'll come home. If you put butter on its feet, I, it'll I know they do that home. in China. Oh, I don't, I don't think, <laughs> oh, yeah. I don't mean like that. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, yeah. Otherwise, it won't come home. Right? Okay. Yeah, because yeah. because it doesn't know the sense. So mm. we're taking it to Alan. So we're like, right, make sure every everywhere is completely shut. So Alan's looking after your pussy at this point. Yeah. They're doing a good job. I like to call him my mum. <laughs> but he's doing a fantastic job of looking after my mum and her pussy. <laughs> and uh, Alan's watching over your mum's pussy at this point. <laughs> yeah, we all are. Okay. All We're right. all making sure that the pussy yeah, yeah. is safe. Okay. <laughs> and it's not going anywhere. Anyway, so we've got everywhere locked up. <laughs> How to get your ghost stories podcast cancelled. 101. Um, yeah, so everywhere's shut, right? My mum has got, got us over there. The cat's there, fine, lovely. Wait, where did you go? To Alan's house. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where were you going? To Alan's house. Oh. So he lived however far away. I thought you were going on holiday. No, we were going around there for the half term. I see. I'm just but he lived, Yeah, he lived quite far away. I see. So it was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so we were just going there for the whole half term. Anyway, the night before we had arrived, James, who was his son, and my mum and Alan had done a Ouija board, right? And a little girl called Becca. They'd all done a Ouija board. Apparently she was in bed. Anyway, it had all gone a bit weird and like had written out, I'll kill you or something like that. James at the time was only nine or ten, so it was ludicrous that they'd done one with him anyway. Obviously that terrified him. Um, so they slammed this. They'd done it on the back of a chessboard. Slammed it shut, put it in the cupboard, gone to bed, whatever. That morning, James had come and got the board, ran into the bedroom with it, and it was, the back of it was covered in red paint. And he was like, oh, Dad, look, after what he was saying last night, look at it now, it's got all this paint on it, it's so scary, rah, rah, rah. So Alan said to him, like, you stupid little twat, don't try and scare us. Slapped his ass, like this is going back where you were allowed to give your kids a slap on the ass. Um, and then he's adamant. He's like, Dad, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. I just went to get the chessboard. Me and Becca were going to play chess. And this is rah, rah, rah. Anyway, so that had all happened in the morning. Then we are sat, sat there in the evening. Um, having, uh, all of that had happened the night before. It just got dark. We're watching just some random movie on the sofa. And I can see my cat's tail swinging underneath the curtain. Obviously, it wants to get out. It's a cat. Put the window shut. Everything's fine. All of a sudden, you just hear this massive bang. And everyone's like, what the fuck was that? Uh, we're all in the same room watching, watching this movie. Um, everyone's looking around. No one can work out what it was. We're like, oh, it must have been something electrical. Who knows? All of a sudden, I'm like, Mum, where's the cat club? It was called Smarty. He's dead now. R.I.P. He's a ghost somewhere. He's probably did he, here. Did he He's on my lap. I didn't, did he blow up? Spontaneously combust. <laughs> He'd blown up everywhere. And there was just guts. It was It was actually mental how we didn't realise that the cat had blown up. That's <laughs> where the red came from. <laughs> no, so we. Were, I was like, Mum, where's Smarty gone? She was like, oh, he was on the windowsill. So she's gone up to the windowsill, opened the curtains up, and the cat is on the other side of the window. 
staring up, looking at the window, and nothing had happened to the window at all. So the ways the cat's outside. The cat had somehow gone through glass that didn't break and done a one eighty and ended up just staring back up at the window. Like it can't believe what's happened either. <laughs> what the <laughs> sh- Jesus Christ? Wow. Yeah, mental. Which was yeah, really crazy, right? We're like all really shocked at this point. My mum sent my little brother and sister to bed. The other little girl's gone to bed. Everyone's just a little bit freaked out. Anyway, sit down and just think, right, we're just going to ignore it. It was just unexplainable. He must have gone upstairs and jumped out of a window that was open upstairs. And Even though all of that we could proof check didn't happen because everywhere was shut. Anyway, we sat there and his bedroom, his bedroom, (laughs) his living room, was directly connected to the kitchen. Kitchen had one of those old school gas cooker ovens. And we sat there and every every like once in a while you just hear a little oh, what what's that? Like no one could make it out at the start. Alan's like pause pause the TV and that's been like, right, everyone be quiet for a sec. You hear it again. Right, that is definitely the igniter and the gas cooker that's just randomly going off. So me and me and James are like, right, we're going to sit in there and wait and watch and see that happen. But like we're packing our pants, but we still want to watch that thing just go off by itself. Get into the, we sit in the kitchen. We must have sat in there for 45 minutes. Didn't happen once. The moment that we both left that room, it started doing it again. My mum was like, right, well, that's, this is too much. I'm getting the kids. We're going. Alan, you're dumped. Yeah, well, not, yeah. So she was like, I'm taking the kids home because if, if for whatever reason, this is something that can't be explained and it manages to turn the gas on whilst we're all asleep and then ignite it, it's see you later. Um, so, so we left. Their relationship broke down not long after that. Um, apparently, he changed as a person. Like he was just a prick from that moment onwards. Wow. And apparently... The last my mum had heard is he had to sell the house and move because it started so many weird things were happening. He came home from work once and all of the electrical appliances were on, even if they weren't turned on at the wall. Mm. So like the kettle was boiling over, the computer was on, the TV was on. So now that I've said this back again, it really sounds like something was wrong with the electrics. <laughs> Initially the bang, which could have just been the electrics. A surge of electrics, which is why everything was turned on. I can't explain the ignition on on a gas cooker, mm. but or the cat going through the window. Yeah, yeah, that's very weird one. Yeah, so that's story number one. Wow, man, like, what a what a way to kickstart your uh, episode. Yeah, that. So I used to do a podcast with a guy called Ashley, and he he's he says that he's got like he's quite switched on with this stuff. And when I was telling him that, he said his whole body was chilled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He just couldn't, couldn't like, yeah. So. I mean, 40 episodes in, and that is one of my favourite stories that I've actually heard on this show. So, really? Yeah, cheers for sharing that. I'm looking forward to hearing the next two. Well, they're not as good. Oh. But it you... was, when I was doing, because I was doing... Chrono- chronological order. Yeah. So it was, that was my first, then that happened. Because you did ask about my mum, and I think from mm. that point, my mum was a bit more convinced. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then the second thing that... The last two, I've kind of got three actually. And we, how long are we into this so far? Twenty minutes. Okay, cool. So, the second thing that happened, obviously, I told the boys, my friends at this point. I was probably thirteen at that point, so I was telling all my friends about that. And over the 
initially I weren't up for doing another Ouija board for obvious reasons, but over time you uh you lose you forget what you were afraid of. So me and the boys decided we were gonna do a Ouija board. And there's a church probably two miles from where where we all lived. Uh, at least if you do it there you got some protection from the big man. Yeah, precisely. Is that why you did it there? Is that why you chose that location? Well, we just thought there'd be more ghosts. Oh, okay. <laughs> Go to a graveyard. To speak to. We, live, we live in a little village. You'd be fucking inundated. The yeah. fucking words are just going everywhere. <laughs> so we were like, right, let's go and do it. We were all really sceptical. Didn't think anything was going to come of it, obviously. Those boys had never experienced anything. So we've done it all properly. Set, set, the, um, set the board up properly. We've got the glass tumbler. We've put it over the candle, da, 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 all that crap. Um, and we sat down to do it. And for about probably 10, 15 minutes, we've all got our finger on this glass tumbler and it doesn't move. Yeah, nothing. So, and, and we're in a church. But I was like, right, well, obviously someone's not doing this right. Obviously, whatever. Let's have one more go. So we do it. And like pretty much straight away, just start flying around this thing, right? And it was spelling. It was just gobbledygook. And you always put um, by or whatever. At the end, so if if your spirit that you're speaking to apparently um, doesn't want to communicate, you can just go to buy, or it can cut you off. Effectively, it's the hang up, which is yeah. So we're doing it, and it's spelling out the same thing every time, and then flying to buy. Oh, that's really weird. What was it spelling? Oh, it was just like complete bullshit. So it was like F D V L F like. And it was just a few letters each time by. And you're at this point pretty convinced that none of your mates are pushing it around. Um, yeah, the way it was moving, it, it, there would have, have to have been more than one person mm. in on it. Yeah. Because it would go there and then like you couldn't, with, with, with how lightly you're touching yeah. the tumbler, you're not being, so yeah, we, we're all like a bit like, that's weird. And you could, it, it was like, you could almost feel it was something getting pissed off. It started quickly. And then went to buy, and then obviously we just kept there with our with our own um, fingers on it, and then it was doing it more and more, and then by the end it was like this thing was fucking flying across this board, um, and then to buy anyway. Eventually that that one didn't come back, so a bit we were a bit like oh, that was weird. Like, should we stop doing this now? So we stopped for about ten minutes. One of our mates had to go. It was called um, Steve Hancock. Was his name right? Shout out to Steve. <laughs> I've not seen him in years and years and years. Anyway, he uh, he'd left, and then we're we're like, right, we'll do it again. And then again, ten minutes, nothing, and then something, and real slow, just went to S H, gone. We're like, what? That's a bit weird. Um, obviously, it could be more something that had been generated by us boys, but it was a bit weird. And we were trying to ring him to make sure he was all right. And it wasn't like like a, a spirit, like, ah, I got him. Steve's dead. Yeah. Steve's in a ditch somewhere. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and we tried to ring him loads and he couldn't get hold of him. Um, oh, I've got that in the wrong order. I've got that. Right, because what happened in between anyway? So that was when we stopped. We are like, right, okay. We can't get hold of him. It's just spelt that out. We're not doing this anymore. But the coolest thing happened in between that. So after the pissed off spirit, another one came and it was like answering our questions. We were like, oh, did you die here? Yes. Are you a man? Yes. Da, 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 da. And we said, what's your name? 
and it and this is what made me think this this was a legit this wasn't one of the boys being a twine. It it wrote out Fester Joel Happold, which sounds like a real name, and it sounds like a name that no none of your fifteen year old mates that are just little lads all hired doing a Ouija board would think up. Yeah, yeah, they'd yeah. do like John Smith. You know what I mean? But Fester Joel Happold. Wow. Yeah, so we spent and and it's crazy. You still re- that that obviously struck such a chord with you. You still remember that? Yeah, name. well, because I've I've spent ages trying to find like looking for like googling that, looking for. We went round every gravestone on the church that we were at the, the next day when it was light, so we could read it, um, and nothing. But that is, and we, we were like, "Can you confirm it's first the Joel Happel comes out?" Yes. So it's just really, really weird. Wow. Yeah, and it, it did also type out Heskey. It's a bit strange, and this is probably when Heskey was still a top-flight footballer. <laughs> so, I don't know how he snuck in there. <laughs> but yeah, so those those are the things that happened with that. Now, we we got when it said that SH gone, we we're like, right, that's creepy. We all got a bit scared. All of a sudden, you have a realization you can't get hold of your mate. You are in a churchyard, potentially speaking to dead people with a Ouija board. We need to go. You must have looked like a right bunch of goths. It, dressed up as chavs. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> Seen in your Burberry caps. Yeah. It'll probably look like grave robbers more than anything else. Uh, excuse me, lads. What are you up to? We're trying to speak to dead people. <laughs> Just scaring them off, officer. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So anyway, so we're like, right, we need to get, get rid of this Ouija board. So we just, we smashed the tumbler or whatever. Can't remember what he said exactly you have to do. But we did, we followed the rules and put the Ouija board in the recycling bin that's outside the churchyard. If anyone... That is what you, I've heard that. If you're finishing your Ouija board, you put it in the recycling bin and <laughs> happy days. <laughs> and then it comes back and haunts someone else. <laughs> <laughs> that's what you're meant to do, right? Now, apparently the, the spirits stay in the tumbler anyway, so the board doesn't matter. But if you get like, if you trap a poltergeist or something bad, apparently there's a lot to do with the tumbler and that's when you have to go over the candle or some shit. Anyway, we've done our research. We ain't fucking about with dead people without knowing if they can fuck about with us. So we made sure that, that we'd done that. Anyway, so we put this board in the bin. And the next day, two of us that had done it, another guy called Stephen, me and Stephen were driving to, driving to work. We both worked at McDonald's at the time, which was in the same village, but miles and miles away. So that was we'd done it in this church. And the McDonald's was in a service station off the uh, main road. Anyway, we pull up in the car park. And what's sticking out of the bin? Steve Hancock. <laughs> Steve's back. <laughs> that was so good, man. That was so quick. That was so good. Oh, mate, brilliant. No, it was the Ouija board. The Ouija oh, board no was way. sticking out no of the way. bin, yeah, and in the car park at work. So we were like, we both mm. look at each other like, what the? Because we put it in one of those big, like, Biffa recycling bins. It's just half sticking out of a, like, a normal sized bin that you'd find at a McDonald's. So we're like, that is, we're like, what the fuck? That's yeah, terrifying. Like that. So we just left it anyway, carried on with our shift. And about, Five minutes before the end of our shift, Stephen comes out of the manager's office because he was a manager holding this Ouija board. He was like, bro, look what I've just found in the office. <laughs> no way. We're like, what? <laughs> like someone else, someone had taken it from the bin 
at the church, put it in the bin at the services, at and, then, and, and then someone had taken it from the bin at the services and put it in the, no the office. Way, man. It was so weird. So we're like, right, smash that thing up. So we just absolutely got rid of it and put, put it, it in, in the, the chip fryer. Yeah, and served it up. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that was story number two. They're, they're the, probably two of the more crazier things that I've ever yeah, packed. Yeah. Crazy. Yeah. So like, yeah, and, and that since you were, you know, uh, burnt the fucking Ouija board or whatever, got rid of it. It's never, obviously, never come back since. No, it's just for the rest of your life. Just <laughs> well, it's funny you should say you that, Jamie. <laughs> I mean, today I thought you're a special guest. Ouija board. <laughs> it's Steve Hancock with the Ouija board. <laughs> Can we just confirm you, that you did eventually get in touch with Steve Hancock? To be honest, I've, I don't think I've spoke to him since. Well, so for all you know, yeah. If there's Steve any detectives listening to this, I might. Might be case solved. Well, so uh, if, if you are listening to this, um, Steve Hancock, please do get in touch. Just so Let us know that you're not there. Yeah, just we're concerned for your welfare. We're scared that you're gone. 20 years later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 18 years ago, that would have been, yeah. But yeah, so that was story number two. That was That was pretty crazy. My third one, which was really similar to the intro that you showed me. Oh, yeah. So just, just to clarify for everyone listening. So um, Lewis hadn't actually listened to this podcast before. So I just showed him one of the previous episodes. And I just randomly played, you know, a clip from any of the 38 I could have played. And he was just like, dude, no way. Like, that's literally like one of my stories I'm about to tell you. Uh, so, yeah, here we go. Yeah. So it was the American girl that said that she saw someone at the end of her bed. But, yeah, it was only a very brief clip. But that was the third thing that happened. I've had, don't get me wrong, I've had loads of like questionable hotel stays where you feel like you're being watched and you can't get to sleep because you, you're just sure that there's someone there. Now, that's probably just some little twats put a pinhole security camera in there and is having a toss over <laughs> you and your missus. But it could be spirits. <laughs> um, but yeah, I was in bed once. Just watching, I think I just turned off the TV or the TV was still on. Um, but I was getting to that point where I'm getting tired, right? And uh, my mum comes into the room and just, I had, next to my bed, I had like this bedside table and it had all my aftershaves on it. And my mum comes in and she starts picking up these aftershaves. My aftershaves. Dupe. Yeah, would have been dupe. It would have been cool water. Would have been, that was probably it. I probably just went dupe and cool water. Davidoff. Nice. And, <laughs> and uh, you can't be a little chav without you no exactly so uh anyway so she's looking oh and another one calvin klein obsession that was that that's what i smelled like classic yeah anyway so my mum's i might have to buy some of that actually i might buy some of that when i get home because i live in an aftershave factory <laughs> <laughs> reminiscing i live in the perfume shop yeah no uh so so my mum's picking up my aftershaves, looking at the bottles, and I, I'm, I watch her for like five or ten seconds, which doesn't sound like long, but if you just stop for one moment and look at something for five seconds, it's a long time, five or ten seconds. I just went, Mum, what are you doing? And she just turns to me, and it's not my mum. It's some really weird, old, creepy-looking lady. It turns directly to me and comes straight up to my face and just stares at me and then phew, disappears. And, mate, even talking about that I now. Got shiver, yeah. yeah, it was so freaky, mate. I could I could literally draw you 
this person's face. It would be a bad drawing as I'm shit, I'm shit at drawing, but if you could see, it would look like a stick man. And the stick man would be holding half the shave. <laughs> You've heard of night terrors before, right? Do you think that could have been one? No, because I was I was completely conscious and awake. When it happened, I was like, well, I woke my brother up. I shared a room with my brother at the time. And I was like, did, did you? In fact, I think he was still awake. I was like, did you? What the hell? And he was just like, what, what's wrong with you, you weirdo? I was just like, what? Did you go and check on your mum after that? Like, so... Yeah, well, got, it was like, it, yeah, went, got up, made sure everything was all right. There wasn't any weird old ladies looking at her perfumes and just went back to back to bed like, what the... F I, I just assumed that it's maybe something to do with the lighting in the room or... I don't know. I don't really know what it could have been. I was. I just thought, you, you know, you don't think... If you think someone's walked into your room, especially someone that is meant to walk into your room, not your mum, you don't think anything of it. So I'm just doing what I'm doing. My mum's just walked in. It's when she starts picking up the aftershaves that I'm a bit like, what? So it was like, that's where the shock, I think, came from. Because I was like, to me, it was just my mum had come into my room and started picking up my aftershave. Creepy as fuck. Yeah, really strange. Maybe it was the ghost of Steve Hancock coming to rehaunt you. Yeah, but he would have aged badly if that was the case. Yeah. And grown some really well, well, maybe he got dumped in some water so his face got all disfigured and Yeah, but then I wouldn't he wouldn't have looked like this what what Yeah no that's creepy though man. Um, <laughs> I can Yeah no how can you explain that? Man? I know. So yeah, weird. Yeah. So weird. But then that is Yeah. And then I guess other things that have happened that are paranormal. My little brother died, obviously the same little brother that was uh with me when that experience happened he went on holiday and f had a accident fell off a push bike and passed away but i i uh, shared a bedroom with him so i was like it was important to me that nothing in that room changed um it was probably very unhealthy and very toxic but if so much as one of his games that he'd left there when he went on holiday was moved even by millimeter i'd be furious so no one was really allowed in there other than other than my, me and my missus. And then one day, obviously he had a football calendar and the calendar was on the day, on the month that he went. So it was always on August of 2012, this calendar. It had been like that. It was probably a couple of years, right? Not, nothing in there had changed. Only what I'd done. And one morning, I'd had some family over. None of them had stayed in in that room, I don't think can't really remember, but when I woke up, that calendar had moved by one month, to the, which was weird anyway. It only moved by one month to the September. And I was like, what the fuck? I went absolutely mental. But who the fuck has been in here and pissed around with Jake's stuff? Everyone was absolutely adamant that they hadn't, hadn't changed it. Um, so that was a bit strange. And then almost like probably... A couple of weeks after we died, for my mum, we had to, for the TV remote, we had to um, colour in a, a, like a button for her so she could put it on AV so she could get to Freeview because that's what my mum's like. You can't just say, mum, it's that button with the little square. We had to put nail varnish on it, right? And it had been like that for five or six years, right? This nail varnish had been on there. It's, it was now the button that she had to press. It was the one, only one that was that colour. About two weeks after he died, the nail varnish came off like it had been scraped off or something. So we thought maybe that's him having a joke, a joke around with my mum. 
because he was the one that, that painted it, you know? Oh, man, well, I'm very sorry to hear about your brother. Um, do you feel like you get maybe a bit of comfort knowing he might still be around? Oh, yeah, definitely. But then also, I don't know. It's just a tough one, isn't it? I like, I like to have hope even though I don't believe the hope almost at all. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think I think it's better to better to believe that there could be than not believe at all, even though everything indicates that, of course not. Yeah. But then there's other people that would say everything indicates to that there is something and that you can't just die and be gone. Something has to happen to your consciousness. Whether that's you turn into a ghost and start moving people's beds in a, in a, in a coach house that was built in 1790. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going so, to fold your shirts up. That was scary. I'm going to change your calendar. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But if that was my brother having yeah. a joke. Yeah, just trying to wind you up. Yeah. So to wrap up, man, you've been like such a good guest and I've really, really Thank enjoyed you. this episode. And I'm sure people listening are going to love this. But just to wrap it up, if you were a ghost, yeah, what, what would be the first thing you did? Legal or illegal? Uh, Whatever you want. Illegal. Make it illegal. Okay. Do whatever you want. Mate, I'm being a pervert. <laughs> I'm a ghost. I'm Pervin, my boy. You know I'm Pervin. Who are you going to go see first? Oh, I don't know. You got to, you got to figure that shit out, ain't you? I don't know. The list is too long. <laughs> so you're you're going to be like those uh, filthy men with the pinhole. But you're just going to be sitting there floating in the corner. Of the yeah, world. I don't. Think, I think when you're a ghost, it don't matter as much, does it? Yeah. That, I ain't like, going to know. No, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And again, you do get those ghosts that fuck people. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, I've said on some of them or what, like GMTV or whatever. Some what? Woman, some, oh, good morning, television. Yeah, yeah. Some woman. Have you not seen her? Like, like, it was quite a recent one actually. Some woman came out and said that yeah, she's getting married to this um, this poltergeist or whatever, and yeah, she he basically gets jiggy with her and Rogers her. Rogers. Yeah, see, them. I wouldn't go that far. I'd just be. I'd just. Would I do that? I think if I was, you know what? I think I would just go to the best hospitality events without a ticket. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) You you could go fucking on the stage and just fucking have it. Yeah, yeah, but I still want to act like a spectator. I've not earned my way to that stage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) No, I'd be, if I became a ghost tomorrow, I'd be the first ghost that proved that ghosts exist. Yeah, Yeah. I don't know how I'd do it yet, but that would be my entire mission. All right, well, we should set a pact. And I'm going to move of, calendars. In every... <laughs> if one of us dies, we should uh, yeah, set a pact and say uh, what we're going to do. And then that's indefinite proof right there. Oh, that's true. Well, yeah. are we going to? Yeah, okay. Well, what are we going to do then? All right, well. Um, I'll tell you what we're going to do. We're going to put a calendar on the top of the shard in London. Yeah. It's going to be dated September 2012. There we go. Imagine we can't, imagine we do all of this, right? We both die in tragic circumstances. We managed to source a calendar, but we can only get September 2024 and everyone's like, <laughs> no, not true, mate, not true. 2012, mate. There's no way. <laughs> all right, well, thank you so much for your time, man. No and, problem um, at all. Thank you for having me on, buddy. All right, we'll see you soon. See you soon.